only you can advocate for yourself. So, so long as you are, you know, making sure that you're doing what you feel is best for yourself, you're probably going to be okay. Welcome back to Mental Chillness, a comedy podcast about living with mental illness and learning how to achieve mental Mental chillness. We are your hosts today, and I'm Jules. And I'm Khan, and we have the second best, not the second best, the best second guest of the podcast. We have a friend of the pod. Her name is Kristen, and we are so grateful that she decided to grace us with her presence. And um, she also works with, um, or she works in corporate wellness, so we're very excited excited to have that conversation. And for those of you who don't know what that is, we'll dive in that later. But for now, hi, Kristen. Hey, Kristen. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. We're I'm so very excited, excited to have you. Before everything, are we mentally ill or chill right now? Honestly, <laughs> How are we doing? <laughs> today's good, but this morning was a little bit rough. Woke up, finally went to the gym. Was feeling a little bit sad at the gym, but other than that, I'm feeling pretty good right now. Super excited to have this great conversation with you guys. Kristen is a longtime friend of mine, so I'm so excited to have her here. You have no idea. And this is going to be a great conversation, so I'm so excited to have you guys tuned in with us. What about you, Kristen? How are you feeling today? How was your day today? How was work? Because she is straight out of work, guys. Can you believe it? I am good. I'm tired. Yeah. But I'm good. I think I'm just tired because life is exhausting sometimes. Yeah. But go we're ahead, good. Girl, we're hanging we're hanging in here. <laughs> there we go. I think I'm just overdue for a vacation. Yeah. Let me oh, just be honest. Feel that. Isn't it wild that Americans like don't take vacations at all? Like compared to like other countries and other different citizens of the world. Like we don't vacation as much as we're supposed to where we work like insanely and then when you take the statistic of america to like compare i'm like what the fuck is happening no it's why are we here it's crazy i'm going to mexico at the end of the month and i can like smell the water oh yeah jesus birthday is on the 17th we have an aries queen and she was supposed to actually go on a cruise uh a little bit ago (laughs) yeah but due to vaccinations um my aunt wasn't vaccinated on time and they said listen um you have to be vaccinated within 14 days of the cruise if not you guys cannot come so we had to push back our whole vacation a week so now i'm going on the 28th of april but hey at least i'm still going i'm gonna be with my family and stuff to celebrate my birthday Aries season, you already know what's up. But I'm so excited to be with my family and to celebrate. Never been to Mexico. I'm going to actually go to Tulum. I'm going to be there for four days. So I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. Cheeks out. I'm going to be a whole in Mexico. It'll be just your grandma like taking videos of you. (laughs) Exactly. I'm going to be like, who's the cameraman? Isn't it crazy? This whole vaccination shit like so soon. Like, what are you doing? I have to be vaccinated. That's, I mean, that's just so crazy. I guess it's the new normal now, but it's still so crazy to me. How wow. do you guys feel about vaccinations? So I personally 
am not vaxxed yeah. and I don't mind if someone wants to get vaccinated. We all have our personal reasons for it, but yeah. I don't agree with it being mandated for everyone. Yeah. I don't agree with it being across the board, no matter like what you do for work or who you are. Yeah. Um, for me, that's a little too far. Yeah. Um, I think with stuff like that, you should be able to make your own choice and your own decisions. Um, I don't think that you should be pressured in the tech kind of stuff. So that's just kind of where I stand with it. Um, I know I also got pushed in my job to get it. I actually had to fill out like four declination forms just because every single time I would fill one out, they'd be like, Hey, this doesn't count anymore. We have to do this new one because the oh, wow. rules behind it kept changing. Oh, wow. Um, so I did not have a great experience with mandatory vaccinations. I can say that much. Yeah. I'm always so, like, I'm always wondering what you have to do to like get exempt, like, or like, what is the appropriate thing for you to be able to fight? Like, you know, like your job and whatever. Cause I know there's like religious exam or whatever, but I know that you can find loopholes for it. So I'm always interested. Like what are people doing? Yeah, you can, but you know, ultimately it's up to the company that you work for. Um, in my previous company, I did work in healthcare and so, yes, you know, if you already worked for the company and you wanted to fill out a declination, I think they did try their best to honor it. But because there are so many rules and regulations in place um, as to like what you have to do if you're not vaccinated, that I am sure that the company would prefer to hire those who are already vaccinated just because mm-hmm. it minimizes risk of breaking any rules or being in what's the word like a delinquent status if that makes any sense yeah understood well i mean like vaccination is just a uh one of the consequences of coming out of the whole like pandemic or like like coming to the tail end like these are i guess like things that eventually you're gonna reach this point you know like and it's I guess that's like one of the more serious consequences of like this pandemic. But then there are also also like so many other different like um, perspectives that were so impacted by the pandemic, like including like just hearing like one of them for me is like big hearing healthcare workers like kind of reconsidering their job, reconsidering what it's going on and how like how they are actually helping people and how their fields are helping people and that's huge because I have so many like nurses friends and like so many different friends of mine that are interested in like and these are friends from school you know yeah. like I've, I see you from like being little wanting to like help people and work with medicine and doing this and that and then like through this whole thing and there's it's a giant conversation to talk about like like you know okay so like when you work in a restaurant you when you when you go and like you see other restaurants you're like wow like you have like this like you're you're still in all of them and then once you work there it loses like all the magic you know what i'm saying so So i can't imagine something as serious as like healthcare and like being in that field and then just kind of like reconsidering like holy shit like what is happening with the world how do i want to do this? this I am one of those healthcare workers, so I know what that's like. Yes, dude. Okay, so Kristen works um, with corporate wellness. Would you please tell us? 
what yeah. all of that ent- enti- entail entail you know, entail English and sometimes yeah. I'll be like wanting to say like she's the just words nervous, that I think that Kristen's I Kristen's looking at her in her eyes and she's just nervous that I'm time. like this educated ass bitch is right in front of me and I'm like I don't know what I'm saying but please tell us so I'm in corporate wellness now um, I am newer to this role it's only been maybe like four months um, but basically what I do is I work with employees at their job site Um, I work with a team of like athletic trainers and I work with um, someone from like their insurance. And what we do together is we focus on talking about mental health, talking about body mechanics, how to reduce injury while on the job. And then we also talk about nutrition, which is where I come in. Um, So I'm a registered dietitian by trade. And so what I do is I have um, like nutrition sessions or lessons that I do with different departments. And we do this program for about 12 weeks. And then during this time, you know, we teach different lessons on nutrition. And then they also have the opportunity to work with me one-on-one. So if they have any goals or anything in mind that they want to work towards as far as improving their nutrition and health, then I kind of walk them through that. I help them with that. And then once the 12-week program ends, if they feel like they're good to go on their own, then, you know, we're done. But if they feel like they still need that support, then I refer them to their insurance and they can kind of keep it going. Um, so it's kind of cool because I kind of give them a segue into what working with a dietitian is like and what the benefits of that could be. That is so That's awesome. Cool. But bef- so before um, before this, you were in, what is it, long-term well. See, you see, this is why I get nervous. I'm like, he's fucking it up. So before this, I worked in long-term care. Um, So close. I've been, yeah, you were really close. It's a little bit of a mouthful sometimes. Um, And I started working, like really working in long-term care, I think back in 2019. Mm -hmm. And I went through different phases. So of course, when I first started working there, I wasn't a dietitian yet. Um, so I was like a dietary manager. So I helped out in the kitchen and that kind of stuff oversaw that. And then, um, I got promoted into a director of nutrition role. So I was still in front of the kitchen, but you know, instead of, um, I guess being in charge of the employees, like an assistant manager, I was actually the one like placing orders, making the menu. So like kitchen manager. Yeah. 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 Kitchen manager, basically just a fancy way of saying a kitchen manager, but for, um, a long-term care community. Um, so I did that. And then after that, that's when I, you know, later on took my exam and became a registered dietitian. And then from there, I, went from being a dietary manager and working in the kitchen to the more clinical aspect of the job. So actually being a dietitian for um, patients and helping them manage chronic conditions, working with doctors and nurses and that kind of stuff. Um, So that's where I was before I came into this role. Yeah. And how was your mental health during this whole transition during, actually let's talk about your mental health during the long care. How was your Long term care. Long term care. care. Yeah. (laughs) So I will say that I think at the very beginning I was driven by motivation because I was still a student and I was getting that hands on. This was also pre COVID. So I must have been there. I want to say I started right at the beginning of 2019. So when I entered, um, I did have at least a full. Actually, I think I might have started in 2018. I think I started in 2018 as an intern, but then started actually working in 2019. 2019, yeah. Um, so I got to experience life before COVID. 
And I was a student, so I had a lot of ambition. I was like really excited. Super motivated. Yeah, yeah. I really oh my loved God, it. Just hearing her, like, so I had a lot of ambition. <laughs> I did. I, I was did. super motivated. It was fun back then. I would volunteer no to stay late. I loved like working. I was so into it because I was learning how to be a dietitian. Yeah, and so I, hands on. As a dietitian, even if you are on the clinical aspect of it, you still do oversee the kitchen. It's just part of the job. So for me, it was really like I was trying to get the experience and really learn and grow from it. But because it was um, pre-COVID, and of course, every facility is going to run different. Every location is different. So um, pre-COVID, and I did switch facilities. So I was in one facility for my internship. And then when I got promoted, I went to a different one. And then when I became a dietitian, I went to a different one. Um, but in the facility that I worked in while I was a student, um, I just felt like it ran like a really well-oiled machine. It was a smaller building, so I think we only had like maybe 200 beds, something like that, but they weren't necessarily full. Um, so it was just a lot easier to manage, um, not just from like a dietitian perspective, but even just like the nurses and the CNAs and the doctors because the uh, workload was less. It was just a little easier to manage and you're able to provide just a little bit more quality of care. Um, so in the beginning, it was great. Uh, once I stepped into the uh, director of nutrition role at this point, the pandemic was, you know, it was still kind of new and we didn't know much about it. So we have all these crazy like procedures and protocols like we're just having to take extra steps. Um, so the stress there got really high, really quick, not just because we're having to follow all of these crazy sanitation protocols, but this is when people were, you know, like staying home. Yeah. So we had no employees. I mean, wow. I had to run a kitchen for a, around a 200 bed facility with only seven people working. Oh and God. during this time, this is probably like my most stressful position to date. Um, you know, I did have to work like from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. multiple times a week. I did have to work on the weekend because I just didn't have the staff to keep the kitchen going. And something that is true, I guess, in long-term care, I'm sure it's similar in other healthcare settings, but your patient always comes first. You always do what's best for the patient and for your residents. And obviously like you have to feed them. So just because I don't have enough staff doesn't mean that I can just go home and say, all right, well, you guys figure it out because yeah. that's not how it works. Yeah. Um, so that's when we really, really, really started feeling the heat, but I was feeling it from a kitchen, like director of nutrition side, like dealing with the food, not so much like patient care. Like yeah. I got complaints all the time, like, yeah. oh, the food is cold and this and that, yeah. but it's like, I'm Once, delivering it myself. It's only me. Hey, yeah. like, oh my gosh. I had to, I had to work in the dish pay. I mean, I had to do a whole lot. But I feel like, so for, because of the pandemic and because of the same reason there was no workers, a lot of people that were in positions of like in charge and positions of authority and stuff, they had to like really step in and do multiple jobs that they were covering for multiple employees. And like, that's insane because like all of a sudden you have to like step up and you don't really have a choice and you like literally like have to transition into like fight or flight mode because you have to keep this thing going like and then like it's not just you there are other people relying on you not just your employees that you're covering for but like whoever that it is that you're taking care of like as a job and stuff so like i can't imagine the mental like load that you all of a sudden had to like and I don't feel like well 
you can tell me, but I don't feel like in that point in time, in the moment, you had any time to be like, okay, now we're gonna process that I'm taking this much on more. Like, you know Literally. what I'm saying? I feel like you just had to like keep stacking on and stacking on, and then you were like, oh fuck, well I'm gonna work again anyways. And I don't have time to think about this. Three weeks in, you're like, oh my god, I have been working seven days straight for four weeks, and then it's like, oh my god, I have. And then it's just you don't realize how exhausted you are. And then people want to stay away from you because COVID and then patients, you probably get rude patients. And then you're just like, okay, well, I don't feel good. I'm not happy. Like, I can only imagine. Yeah. And mind you, when I was in this role, I had completed my internship to be a dietitian, but I was still studying to take my exam. So... It's yeah, not you like were studying. Yes. Fuck. Oh, I no. was. No, I'm going to throw up. I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> the thought yes. of studying for me, just, I. I you can study on a menu now. when I get hired at a new restaurant. I'm like, uh, imagine studying for school during that. Yeah. It's a lot. And like the motivation goes really fast. Yeah. Like you're, I had to. She's like, there goes that ambition. <laughs> <laughs> to do everything under the sun to stay motivated. Like I downloaded an app that helps you study in chunks. So it does like 25 minutes on, oh, five wow. minutes off, 25 what? minutes on. What is it called? I forgot. I, ha- I have to see if oh, I can okay. remember. That's but awesome. I used an app like that. Um, I had like recordings that I would listen to because I sometimes I just couldn't even like read the binder anymore because it's just so dry. Yeah. Oh and I had the binder of information that I'm reading. Then I'm like rewriting my notes in That's another notebook so just to try funny. to remember. I made flashcards it's just in high school school, i had to take ap psych bitch and i literally failed every single test like i loved psych so much like so much like as a subject i love psych and i took it in college and did the same thing fail but because i love it so (laughs) much i just literally wanted to learn but like for me i struggle a lot with being tested because that's that's when like for me, like, it's fun if I'm, I just get to sit there and absorb this information all day. And then, like, just let me keep absorb- absorbing it all over again and again and again until it sticks and then I'm good. Right. But if you tell me, like, okay, in this Here's time limit, time. in this time limit, you're going to have to remember this information and then you're going to be tested on it. It takes away all the fun of me learning it. So I struggled a lot in school. And in AP Psych, bitch, people used to tell me, if you just play the fucking recording of the answers <laughs> or whatever at night when you go to sleep, it's going to fucking absorb into your brain. And then tomorrow you're going to remember. I used to do that. I used to play the recording at bed when I'm going to sleep because I had the same thought process. I'm like, maybe if I just like play it, it'll, I'll just remember it. I literally used to never study. And then at night I would be like, maybe it'll work. I'm She's just like, going to play the recording. And then one day I actually studied and I got an A. And my teacher was so surprised that he gave me a shout out in class. Like he was Aww. like... He was He's like, like Are you serious? He's like, Wow, with a 91, exactly. we got over here. Was exactly a 91. And he was so surprised. He was like, Did you study? <laughs> That's that recognition right there. He was like, Let me hype her up. <laughs> oh my god but yeah that's just so funny that just reminded me of like me listening to AP Psych reviews yeah. like fucking in I've my... never heard nothing about no recording you know how many times I failed the SATs just cause I get so nervous I get like I during test taking I get so like I'm like I'm looking around everybody's like yeah oh yeah I know <laughs> I'm looking around I'm like I don't know any of this I'm like nah. I just I think it's just a test taking thing and Even test taking anxiety is real too. Like, like my hands are sweating thing. thinking of test taking right now. I swear, like 
I want literally to why I, mean, I, I think did that's, so bad in school. I think that's why I have not gone back to school. I grad hey, I have my high school diploma. Woo woo, your girl just graduated. But the thought of going back to school just makes me so anxious. Yeah, and this bitch went to school for how she said she got a fucking bachelor. Yeah. Also, everybody that. apparently, you really do need a bachelor, and then now you need a master to yes, be a dietitian. That's true. Yep. So when I went back to school, or when I went to school, um, I you only needed a bachelor's to start like the dietetic program, but now it's a master's. So if you're interested in becoming a registered dietitian, just know that you do have to get your master's first. It is what it is. Or it, actually, I think it is part of your program. It's integrated, something like that. Um, but. Yeah. And how many hours do you need? I feel like I dodged a bullet with that one. (laughs) (laughs) She said straight out of school, right? Straight from high school, you went to, you started college, right? Yeah. um, So I actually didn't realize I wanted to be a dietitian until like way later down the road. So I spent like three or four years in college before I was like, I want to do, I want to be a dietitian. So then I had to go back to school to be a dietitian. So I've been in college since 2000 and... 2013 to 2020. Do you have any advice for anyone that's going through the same thing? Because I know a lot of people have really long, like, education uh, time that they have to put in or whatever, you know? Like, what is your, like, advice for someone that's going through that that's, like, really fighting to, like, hang on? (laughs) They're hanging on. Or, like, just, like, literally trying to chill the fuck out with all of the things that you're taking on, like... Yeah, so I think... So the, the motivator will be different for everyone. So I come from humble beginnings. Like my family is from El Salvador. And then when I was younger, I got to spend a lot of time in El Salvador as a kid. Um, so I got to see like how true my humble beginnings were. Mm-hmm. And my parents would always say like, you need to go to school. You need to get an education so you can do better for yourself than, you know, what we were able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was in school, I mean, obviously, you know, when I first got into college, I was young, I was having fun, I was partying, I was working whatever jobs, um, but I didn't have a sense of security or financial stability. You know, like I was um, like a bartender, I was working odd jobs, and with those kind of jobs, you don't have financial stability. You know, like you might make money one weekend and then the, weekend, the next weekend you don't, and now you're sitting there like, how am I supposed to pay my bills? Um, so when I was going through school, no matter how hard it got, because it got really hard, I think what kept me going was I would remind myself that a little bit of suffering now is worth a lifetime of like rest and relaxation. Oh my God. I love that you said that because the battle that I'm fighting with myself right now is like, okay, I understand what my issues are and I understand like in the ways I want to be better. So if I just put in the work right now. And if I just fight through the feelings of like being discouraged because this is the harder thing and whatever, if, it's just, if I just fucking suffer right now, it will be so much better for me later. Like it will mm. help my, like it will literally better myself to like feel better later and whatever, whatever. I'm so glad that you said that. Yeah. I needed that reminder and I'm not even fucking sticking through school. Bitch. <laughs> and like, at least for me for school, like I, I knew school isn't forever. You know, you can choose to be in school forever if that's what you want. But if you don't want that, if you're working towards something, you know, you're not going to be in school for forever. So for me, it was like, I'm going to literally spend the next like four years suffering in school, but then I don't have to go back if I never want to again, I would have reached my goal, which I did. And now good. Like I have financial freedom. I don't have to go to school and study and work 
weird jobs and not have financial stability. Like I'm good because I was willing to sit through the suffering to get to this point now. And you love what you do. Like you literally love what you do. You wake up and you're like work and you get out of work and you have the days off that you want off. And it's like, you live the life that you've always dreamed of. And that's like a blessing. And all these years later, it's like, it's worth it. And that's something you have to consider too. Like, where do you want to be in the future? Like I was working overnights because I was bartending and you know, pretty, I mean, I was having a great time, but pretty quickly I realized like, I don't really care to be going to bed at like 4am and sleeping until 3pm. Like I want a Monday through Friday job. I want weekends off. Like I want something that's chill. Yeah. Yeah. More for yourself. Hmm? You just wanted more for yourself. I did. And just again, having that thought and reminding myself that what I was working towards was an end goal and knowing that once I got to that end goal, I'd feel some form of freedom and achievement. That's just what kept pushing me through. That's not to say I didn't consider like dropping out a bunch of times because I did, but I think that's the battle that you have to fight and you have to win. You can't let yourself lose because if you lose, then you threw away everything that you worked hard for. I could have dropped out and then I'd have to start over again. What good does that do me? She said, not today, Say it louder for the people in the back. Please, because this is, she is preaching like... I'm saying everything that I and she I'm not even I'm taking it into different like aspects of my life but you are just preaching to the choir right now because listen I just needed that that's amazing <laughs> and you are amazing oh thanks so as like a dietitian now so I won't I always wonder when you're like even in your schooling and everything that you had to like kind of like learn and then like stuff that you learn in the work field as a dietitian, how much of like mental health is considered in the planning that you do and stuff, or does it connect at all? I've always wondered like how it works. Do you mean like how is my mental health while I'm working or how I take care of myself? That, yes, but then also like in your work or like in your experience of like your field, when people come to like dietitians or like um, work with dietitians and such do you ever see people like care about like their nutrition and such because of mental health or or is it just all or has it just always been like oh this is like a physical health thing for me I might have a heart attack and now I need to go whatever you know yeah no so um emotional eating is a real thing um some people have really poor diets and that can be linked to depression and anxiety and just not feeling good, not feeling energized or really having any motivation to do anything. So I have seen people um, who are looking to improve their nutrition, um, but I don't think they recognize that their emotional well-being is linked to it unless they have recognized that it's causing them to either binge eat or not eat at all. I think that's the only time someone may connect the two of them. They don't realize that nutrition does impact you overall. That's so, how I made the connection with binge eating. Binge eating? Yeah. yeah. So typically I'm the one that has to be like, you know, they'll tell me what's going on with them or like what's going on with their diet. Like we'll do a food recall or something. We'll just talk and, you know, depending on what they're saying, like if they're saying like I'm eating a lot or I just don't have an appetite, then I typically will start asking like, okay, well, how are you sleeping? How's your stress level? Do you feel like you have a lot of anxiety? And a lot of times they're like, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. And that's when I kind of start opening the door and letting them know, like these two are linked. If you feel like you're overeating or binging, you feel like you have no control. It's because of your emotions. You have to be able to compartmentalize um, how you feel. You know, if you're 
super anxious and the first thing you think about is, oh, I got to go get myself a bag of chips. I just, I need them. You need to be able to say to yourself, like, wait, hold on. I'm feeling emotional right now. Let me put this in a box. Let me walk away. So, you know, do something that de-stresses you. Maybe take a 10 minute walk and then you can come back to that box and be like, okay, I walked away for 10 minutes. This is where you kind of practice like mindfulness with eating. Like, okay, am I actually hungry? Yes. Okay. Then you can allow yourself to have something or maybe the answer is no, no, I'm not actually hungry. That's where you have to let that light bulb turn on and you have to realize that the trigger isn't the food, it's the mm-hmm. emotion, and you have to work through that. Yeah. Like for me, I get bored and I'm like, I think I'm hungry, but I'm just bored. Like when I'm or when I'm sitting in front of the TV, I automatically think I need to have food with me because I'm sitting in front of the TV. But what I have started doing is just having a big glass of water with me. Because if not, I will grab anything out chips and guac or anything i'm just like i'm in front of the tv i need to have something to eat in front of me you know what i mean right but um the question that i have for you is you being a dietitian how do you keep your diet in check so i think at this point you know knowing what to eat comes pretty natural for me like i can kind of just rummage my pantry and put something together yeah um but you know i'm human so of course there are times where i'm just really stressed out or mm. I anxious know. her fiance is like finding her in the fucking fridge <laughs> with a fucking box of ice cream and she's like don't look at me she's like don't it's look fiance, at me right? yeah yeah um there was actually i can't remember what the joke was but he was i think i was getting cheesecake or something like in the fridge and he said something to me i think it was because i was like like earlier in the day i was like don't let me like just eat this whole cake and he was like <laughs> uh, 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 you can't have that and i said something like a bite of this no never hurt anyone and he's just started dying because i'm the one that was like don't let me eat too much and then here i am like rummaging through the fridge looking for this cheesecake all the time um but i think again it has to do with what you prioritize like i prioritize health um and because i prioritize it i acknowledge that maintaining a healthy diet or a healthy lifestyle is work so even on days where i just don't feel like doing anything i make it work. And for me, like a a trick, I guess that I use is that I always have like certain foods in stock at the house because then I have a healthy snack or a meal that I can throw together in like five minutes. Um, you know, I like to promote meal prepping and meal planning and I do, but you know, there are times where I'm busy and I just don't have the time, but because I keep my fridge regularly stocked or like my pantry regularly stocked with stuff that I can throw together, even if I woke up late didn't plan anything the night before. Yeah. All I have to do is pick a couple of things and yes, I'll figure it out when yes. I get to work. Yeah, exactly. um, so I think always for me, just always knowing that I am going to eat healthy or, or I don't want to say eat healthy, but have something that's going to like power me through the day. I just always go and I make sure that going. I have something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And listen, anybody that knows her fiance knows that he can throw down. He can cook amazing. He can. Every meal that I have had, from him has been oh my god and he knows it to the t he's like yeah i cooked it only for like 15 minutes on this side 15 minutes on the other and he oh my god amazing cook so you are always fed i know that i am always fed he actually accidentally air fried a steak 
He was so pissed. Wait, hold and on. it came out amazing. I'm sorry. Accidentally? How do you accidentally put it in there? Because we have an oven slash air fryer thing. So he uh, didn't realize okay, okay, that okay. the setting was on air fryer. So he was so mad. He was but it so turned out good. It was amazing. <laughs> Everybody does a new hack. Air fry your steak. It was so good. If you don't fun. know, now you know. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I try to do. I just I try to keep you. it at the forefront. I love that you say like you stock your house with different things that you know you can throw together because like I'm the same way so when I do groceries like I make sure that I get things that I can make into a sandwich things that I can like throw into a salad and then like things that I can cook for three hours and whatever like you have to actually and another thing that you said that I really like is that prioritizing health means that you understand that this is work. And, like, I say it all the time, it's always easier to do the wrong thing. Like, it's, it's it's always harder to do the right thing because it requires more work. And, like, one of the reasons why I think I've been having a lot of, like, digestive issues and, like, just eating issues and stuff is because, like, I still prioritize health. But I don't, like, respect and listen to, like, my hunger cues and such yeah. and whatever anymore. So then I kind of just not eat. And then, like, I think that I'm going to make up for it by eating a lot later or whatever it is. And then it develops like these different habits that I'm just now like, okay, so I don't feel good when I wake up because I'm constantly bloated and I'm constantly like sluggish and I don't really have the right energy. And so I don't have the motivation to move through my day like how I want to. So then I just waste that whole day with the mentality that tomorrow is a new day and then I'll perfect it. But then I do the same shit all over again. Yeah. And I know that it's like the food keeping me in like a cycle or like just the thought of or or the fact that I'm like relying on this food because I know that in that moment in time, eating this yummy thing will make me feel better. Right. And when it comes to like nutrition and food, like there's this 80-20 rule that I like to talk about. Basically, so long as you are actively practicing and achieving eating healthy at least 80% of the time, who cares what you do the 20% of the time? That's literally like how I think too. I would be lying if I said I've never eaten a pint of ice cream. Like, that's just not true. Yeah. And I think... Watching that gas. Like, literally. That's funny. (laughs) People have this idea that, like, once you mess up once, like, all your efforts are gone and that's not true. So long as you are actively working at it, you're fine. Like, it's okay if you had a cheat day. You know, it's so crazy. That's how I feel about my emotions. Like, whenever I go off, like, either, like, I have, like, a bad day or, like... I go off one day or I just said something wrong. I always feel like, dang, all my progress of me trying to be better or trying to like, I always think like, it's like, I have to start fresh. And I always have to like, remind myself like Jules, like, I'm not trying to necessarily change who I am, but I am trying to be a better version of myself. And you saying that just makes me think about my emotions because whenever I have a bad day, I always like kind of beat myself up about it. And I do have to remind myself, sorry to change the subject, but I do have to remind myself like get at like th- that does not mean like your progress. But it's so crazy how you can like it can go to so many different topics. And you have to remember that you, you only you can advocate for yourself. Exactly. So whenever you're feeling like you threw your progress away or you're feeling down, at least with um, you know, food or nutrition, so long as you are aware of whatever mistake you made and you know how to fix it yeah. and you know that you're going to work towards fixing it, you're probably fine. Only you can advocate for yourself. God, so, I so long as you that. are 
you know, making sure that you're doing what you feel is best for yourself, you're probably going to be okay. Yeah, you are going to be okay. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like I literally ate a pint of ice cream last night, cookie dough, if anyone's wondering. And it was so good. And I was watching Jackass and I was, it was just amazing. And I was like laying in my bed and I knocked out at eight o'clock, woke up at like 12 o'clock and I was like, (sighs) and I was like, the ice cream was literally like, I was like, oh my God, did I just, did I just. And I was like, whatever. Went to the gym, 8 o'clock in the morning, did 30 minutes of cardio. And now look at me. I feel great after a whole pint of ice cream. And people are probably like, oh, I bet you only eat salad. I bet you only. And I'm like, that is not even true. There's days where sometimes I'm like, I go out and I have McDonald's. I can't remember the last time I had it, but I have it. I can you know? relate to that. Um, you know whenever I, mean? I go to my... I tried the spicy chicken nuggets. Yeah. Oh my God, they have <laughs> spicy chicken nuggets? Yeah, they have spicy oh, chicken wow. nuggets. Oh, wow. I didn't know if that. You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, they're pretty good. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I have... I mean, I feel that I can relate to that just because because I do do like these nutrition sessions some, mm-hmm. and I go to their work area. Sometimes I'll like donuts and like yeah. they're always like, hi, the donuts, the dietitian. Oh my like, God. And you're like, I want the donut. Can yeah, I get or the they'll, be, they'll be like, I don't know, eating something that they think is like the worst thing ever. And they're like trying to hide it. And they're yeah. like, don't look at me. Today's just a day. And I'm like, it's okay. Like, I'm not the food police. Yeah. Like, you can have what you want to have. Yeah. That's so I'm just here to talk. If you want to listen to what I have to say, cool. Exactly. And if you don't, that's fine too. Yeah. Do they ever like just go like off like... Obviously, you're there to talk about, you know, dietitian stuff, but do they ever just want to sit and talk, like, about their, you know, about their mental health? Yeah, I actually do have, I mean, I've had multiple. I even actually had one today where, um, you know, she's just dealing with a lot of anxiety and stress because, you know, her mom is sick at home and, you know, that stress and anxiety is affecting her because now she's constantly binge eating. She feels like all she can do is eat. That's something that makes her feel better. Uh, But once we started kind of breaking it down, you know, she was able to kind of understand that her cravings are more due to her emotions and her feelings. And sometimes I do have to talk with them about that kind of stuff. I mean, by no means am I like a psychologist or a licensed professional in that field, but, and I do refer them to like their other resources that do that. But sometimes for them, I think to have someone like me to talk to, it kind of helps them put it in a bigger picture. I'm always going to relate it. Yeah. I'm always going to relate it back to food because that's what I do. But for them, I think hearing, because like I said, they originally see me for nutrition in the first place. I think for them hearing and knowing that like that reaction where like stress and anxiety causes you to binge eat or lose an appetite, the fact that they're linked, I think it kind of opens like a door for them and they realize like, okay, I do have to seek outside help or I do need to try something different because there's more going on that I'm willing to admit. But now because we had this conversation, we I was able to kind of accept it and, and find how I can fix it or or do what I need to do to get better yeah so So I do I do get a lot of that um you know where I work I I see all age groups I see college students I see older adults um so everyone like college students are dealing with the stress of working a bunch feeling like they're always broke then also having to go to college whereas I have like older adults who maybe have families or maybe they have chronic conditions they're trying to take care of. Like everybody has stress to some level. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. yeah. I definitely you know what else is interesting that I learned through listening to like another podcast is um, there was a, it was an interview of a psychiatrist and he was talking about how he would implement. Um, <clears throat> what is it called? What is it called when you, uh, when you stop eating everything and then you slowly reintroduce it to find out 
like what it does to you uh i fucking forgot like an elimination diet yes elimination diet so he would he would like tell he would like tell his um clients like to do elimination diets and like it was very interesting because there was this guy that like cut out everything and then like he started reintroducing gluten he was fine he was in oh this guy who had been um diagnosed like depressed and like all of this stuff for 30 years and he had been on like all these kind of different meds and stuff and he was just like i don't feel good i don't feel good i don't ever feel better and then so he was introduced with this elimination diet and once he was reintroducing things he was like okay like gluten doesn't make me feel sad like this doesn't make me feel sad and then he ate corn and he said he said that within like 30 minutes of like putting the corn in his mouth and like digesting or whatever he had like a thought of a gun pointing down to his throat oh wow so isn't that wild so that like he has to obviously eliminate corn but the fact that there are like because your your food impacts you in ways that you would never understand if you didn't get this kind of like education or educate yourself you know and it's so crazy to hear that shit because i'm out here like eating whatever you know I haven't eaten real ice cream or whatever. Like, before, I was obsessed with Chick-fil-A milkshakes. Like, thick-ass Chick-fil-A milkshake. Are you kidding me? I was obsessed. And I would, like, always eat, like, ice cream. But I like the pint. And I would be fine because, like, I would know that, like, it's going to hurt tomorrow. (laughs) But it's worth it. Now, I can't even do that. Like, it's not worth it. Two bites in. It's not. Because, because... I feel so shit with my body that it literally makes me so sad and so like sluggish. And when I'm sluggish, it makes me even more sad because I don't even have the energy to get up and do things. <laughs> right. You know? And so it's just so crazy to hear about Ice cream like, makes me so happy. <laughs> Ice cream? <laughs> it makes me sad in the moment later. Yeah, I feel a little sluggish, but I'm like sluggish happy. And a lot of times... So I guess it reacts to everyone differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's why we're so appreciative for people like you who go to school and want to help people like us. And we... I appreciate you so much. You're amazing. Oh, thanks. You're making me blush, no, guys. What good. am I supposed to say? No, blush. but truly, this was such, like, a beautiful conversation because I really... Like, just hearing you talk. I'm like, I told her earlier. She's so peaceful. Before, I want to hear. Before That's we started like, recording, I, I was like, you sound like the most, like, well-spoken, like, just so zen. And then, like, once we started recording, the first thought that popped into my head was like, great. So now I'm recording with Jules, which is, like, the softest, calmest voice on earth. And now this bitch no. is going to sound <laughs> just like her. And then I'm still going to sound like a fucking alarm. No, you're not. Stop. <laughs> Listen. No, but I think you're an angel. Oh, thanks, <laughs> and guys. no, what you do for work is like I can. I mean, yeah, there probably is still stress because I can only imagine like the emotional once they tell you about what's going on with them, and then you having to go home with that baggage is probably still a lot. But you knowing at least you did, you gave them the information that you were that you went to school for, that you have the knowledge to the best of your ability. Um, that you tried this is what you were here to do it's like that's such a blessing and you're changing lives for real and in this field it's definitely I think more impactful so you know I talk to these employees I give them the information and again you know they choose to do whatever they choose to do sometimes I have people follow up and they have great results yeah sometimes I never hear from them again um, but at the end of the day, like you said, I get to go home and relax because you know my job is to give them the information and, and see where they want to go with it it's definitely a breath of fresh air compared to where I was before where work pretty much came home with me all the time because these, these are people that I'm like actively taking care of. They're actively sick, actively getting 
I don't know, into something or whatever. Know you by name. Like it was like relationships almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes with that kind of environment, like all you're really doing is keeping them stable. Mm -hmm. You you know, you you do have some where you're actively working towards like recovery and, you know, hopefully they get to go home, but typically in long-term care, you know, they're pretty much there to stay. And so you're just kind of fighting a battle that's not really going to go anywhere for a while. Yeah. Um, so, you know, depending on what I would see or what I would do, like that stuff would come home because it is what it is. So definitely this uh, corporate wellness role is a, a breath of fresh air. That's all I can say. Yeah. Well, you that's definitely amazing. deserve it. I know, right? I don't even answer my coworkers' messages when they, uh, <laughs> you know, message me on my days out. I ignore them. Like, I don't know them. And I can't imagine, <laughs> like, coming home and, like, people are calling me, like, yo, this is fucked up. And I mean, then I have to care about it? <laughs> yeah, and, like, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but, like, in that kind of setting, you know, you always put your, your like, your patients or your residents first. Like, yeah. um, in the facility that I was a um, clinical dietitian and it was just me and one other dietitian and oh we were a 400 bed facility and we had two Jesus, floors and it was just two of you mm-hmm. so she had the downstairs and I had the upstairs so if something happened on my floor of course they're going to reach out to me there's literally no one else they can reach out to because it's my responsibility I'm the one that follows uh, them that's, that's not fun so, so yeah so this job is it this is well, a nice this. this is a nice change yeah yeah we love sure. that for you. Thank you so much for being on, Kristen. You have no idea. Thanks for having me. Of course. This was a beautiful conversation. Yes. I hope that this really helped you in some way. And if you feel like this touches anyone that you know in your life, feel free to share this. Um, share all of our episodes, actually. <laughs> share this whole podcast, please. I'll send you the link right now. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, everyone, for being here. Thank you, Kristen, for being here. Thanks for having for me. For real, for real, like, pure bliss. Every time I'm sitting in front of a guest, like, pure bliss. I know, I'm like, cheek to cheek. I'm like, I know, both of you have these big smiles you? on your face. <laughs> Can you tell? We're, like, so happy. We're, like, first of all, this like bitch wants to record I with know. us. Thank you. We're, like, fans. But, yes, um, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, please feel free to send us any questions, um, topic suggestions and stuff like that through our DMs on mentalchillness.podcast on Instagram and mentalchillness on Facebook. Um, Kristen, where can the people find you? So right now, all I have is an Instagram. They can find me at themodestrd.nutrition. That's my Instagram handle. Um, I am transitioning from my personal to this one because I want it to be more of a professional page. So if you do decide to go follow me and you don't see anything on there yet, it is because I am working on it. Um, I am also working on a website. So if they are interested in connecting later on, um, definitely give me a follow. And then if you're an Orlando resident or in the Central Florida area, um, I am looking forward to kind of putting a spotlight on um, food and nutrition in the community. Um, so if you're interested to see what's popping around here, give me a follow and oh we'll go from God. there. Besties, we'll you better. The link below. That was so, that, I'm, I'm like still, and I'm like, yeah, I know, and I'm all. such a fan, such a fan. But thank you so much. Um, you can find me at Mother Eartha with a zero. And you can find me at Lots of Jewels with two S's. Yeah, and we hope you have a good day, good night, wherever you are. Thank you for tuning in and we hope you come back. All right, you guys. Bye. 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 Yay. Bye.